The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. It started as a whisper until you screamed it at the top of your lungs. We gained momentum. You made us unstoppable. We had a vision for change. You made it a revolution. We told you we are the future until you told us the future is now. Welcome to the NXT cast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Simi. How are you, Miss Simi? Doing great. How are you doing? I am doing well. I am doing well. Glad to be back with you once again for another yeah. episode of the NXT cast here mm-hmm. on CSPN. Uh, we're coming off a of pay-per-view weekend, Backlash. Um, yes, yes. Some of your thoughts on the uh, the card, some of your standouts? It was a pretty good card. Um, the zombies, what was that? <laughs> I still didn't understand the zombies. It was an enjoyable zombie moment. I just wanted to know, huh, why? <laughs> I think you enjoyed it just because you got to see Damian Priest amongst the, the zombies. I mean, yeah, with those braids and just, ooh, hello. I'm always good to see Damien Priest. So, like, <laughs> that seems to be the uh, the recurring uh, sentiment amongst the ladies of the gorgeous ladies of the WrestleCast on the timeline when it comes to Damien Priest. Yeah, I mean, look at the material. It's <laughs> great to see it. So, that was fun. Um, Bianca and Bailey turned it out. Loved how Bailey was like trying to cheat literally through <laughs> since like the very beginning of the match, messing with like Bianca's hair, raking the eyes, and being like, No, her eyelash fell off, that's why she's holding her eye. Bailey, <laughs> please, <laughs> and like baiting Bianca into like um spots where she would like hurt her arm, and then just Bianca turning it around on her. Loved how she um like used Bailey's momentum against her and then used the braid as leverage. Love that. Spectacular. And of course, a tribal chief versus Cesaro. Turns out a banger of a match. He turned Cesaro purple. Cesaro went purple. Ah <laughs> I really liked how once he like um hurt his arm, like Roman's just like zeroed in on that to like hurt it so he couldn't do, you know, the neutralizer and he couldn't do the swing. And they really played into that in um, during the match. Loved it. I love when Roman shit talks. <clears throat> he just looks so disappointed in everybody <laughs> and just like disgusted and mad. <laughs> he was shit talking to Daniel Bryan through Cesaro. <laughs> he was. I can't. He was like, it's your boy, Daniel Bryan. Look at you. Look at this now. I'm going to hurt your boy. I was like, Roman, this is so rude. <laughs> so that was amazing. And of course, that's coming out in the end. Of course, they're going to give me my shield moment. And I'm going to talk about it every time. Thank you. Yes. When they just stared each other down. 
Ooh. I was like, look at them. Look at them. It's like Seth is kind of like the only one that Roman kind of respects. And I love it. It makes me so happy. And then that brutal ass beat down on Cesaro. Why? <laughs> I get it is for this feud, but it broke my heart. It hurt me deep in my soul because Cesaro kept yelling, stop. And so did I. I was like, stop hurting him. Stop hurting him. It was great. Ah, Cesaro's such a great baby face. He's such a great baby face. After Roman's 493 days as champion, give Cesaro that championship. <laughs> so she's going to be championship forever. She's going to be champion for like a very long time. Yeah, because like you'd be saying, you know, that's mm-hmm. what Fox wants. <laughs> it is, and Fox would be correct. <laughs> that's the only thing they're correct about. The he'd, only thing. He'd be out here, you know, providing people what they want. So, mm-hmm. he's got to keep that up. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the pay-per-view as well. Um I'm glad uh, that we got a, you know, fairly clean, uh, you know, wins by the champions and everything like that. Not yes. too many shenanigans mm-hmm. to to yeah. hold up uh, the advancement of these stories. Um, thank you to everybody who used the hashtag Backlash Matters to share their commentary with Color on Sunday. Greatly appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, also to everybody who was in the uh, spaces hosted by Mo to the underscore Reese. He said that was a lot of fun as well. So um, thank you guys for joining, for joining that uh, medium and sharing your commentary with Color as well. So now it's time to get into the NXT episode from this past week. You want to talk about the releases? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We do, I'd be forgetting because, you know, we don't be doing news <laughs> on here. But, yes. Yeah, we're um, not Mo Melter. <laughs> um, this week, uh, the hammer came down on NXT uh, where we had, where a couple of weeks ago, it was WWE main roster. This week, it's NXT. Um, so the biggest name and the newest name added to the list would be the Velveteen Dream. He can't be, can't hide any longer. They have released the Velveteen Dream along with referee Drake Wartz and Jake Clemens. Uh, those Jake, Drake Wartz and Jake Clemens were both referees. Uh, other wrestlers oh, okay. who were released, Vanessa Bourne sad for her oh no yeah because yeah because it, it really wasn't her fault that they moved her up to the main roster and then they had nothing for her yeah she could have stayed yeah. down here in nxt and, and kept doing <laughs> the bad girl gimmick that she had going right it was her and Aaliyah, right yeah it was her yeah they could have been part of the robert stone brand could have had a like you know a badass girl game uh, Man. Ezra Judge, I don't know who that is. Uh, Kavita Devi, uh, I think we saw her maybe once or twice on NXT television. Uh, to Man. add insult to injury to what we're going to talk about, Alexander Wolf. <laughs> and Skylar Story as well. Who's so, that? Um, I don't know. I never saw them. Ah. Wrestle, so okay. But, and did um one of them horsewomen get released? Oh too? yeah, Jasmine. Both Duke. of them. Jasmine Duke. I like her as a gimmick. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I think that Marina Shafir walked out when Roderick Strong walked out. So 
their contract. Oh, did he actually walk out? I don't know. I don't know if his contract was just up, and that's just how they got him off of the show. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know the... Again, you know, I don't be trying to dig into all the news because, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to know that much inside information all the time. So I'm not sure... um, what Roderick Strong's status is if he needed time off mm-hmm. to for injury or something, but yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, so Velveteen Aww. Dream. Uh, so everybody, Bye. you know, everybody can debate and talk and discuss how they would like, but you know, you could kind of see this happening when they put the cold stop to everything that he was doing. Um, he hadn't been on TV in several months. Um, he came back from a back injury, had a couple of matches, apparently, quote-unquote, re-injured his back again. And we hadn't really seen him since. Um, you know, based on his, d- d- you know, discretion or lack thereof mm-hmm. outside of the ring, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just going to be increasingly harder for them to promote him and put him in a prominent position just because anytime he wrestled that's all the internet was talking about and believe you me they care about what the people on the internet are talking about well that's what happened when you're a creepy jerk you had the whole company at your hand right there for you gonna get skyrocketed to the moon no Cameron Grimes but look at you <laughs> you wanted to be a gross gross person and guess what consequences bye bye I don't care I'm not sorry People were like, cancel culture, got you. No, 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 no. Being a creepy pedophile, I got you fired. See? Don't do shenanigans, nothing will happen. Not being able, and going to the well again after they clearly, like, put you on notice. Mm Mm-hmm. Look at you. Yeah. So you didn't learn the first time. So, bye. I don't care. See ya. The, uh, like I said, uh... Two years ago, a year and a half ago, the mm-hmm. world was his oyster. There was nothing that wasn't destined for him in his future, it seemed like. You know? Yep. Um, he was going to get a run with the the major NXT title. He was going to eventually, you know, be a good champion and get his call mm-hmm. up and, you know, come to the main roster and, you know, and all of that just fizzled away. But it's just bad judgment. Consequences. Bye. Although I like Jasmine Duke, but I like her as like the gamer part of her, like on Up Up Down Down and stuff. Oh, like as a wrestler. Her on uh, Up Up Down Down. But yeah, that's always a good place where people can <laughs> yeah. highlight their personalities and. Yeah. yeah, she's funny. So like, she was definitely a better wrestler than that other girl, um, that Nimrati, um, Nimrati's way. Yeah. Yeah, she was definitely a better wrestler, but I'm sorry, Shayna outsold all of them. So <laughs> y'all can forget your four horsewomen versus horsemen women match. It's not gonna happen now. Oops. Oh well, not sorry about it. <laughs> now that brings us to our opening match of the night. You yeah. know what time it is? Of course you do. It's Tony time. time. <laughs> She's going up against Zoe Stark. Uh, Tony Storm has requested this match based off of the TakeOver pre-show where Zoe Stark got that fluke win. 
Uh, and she also wow. helped, and she also helped Zeta uh, Ramir get her fluke win as well. So yeah, Tony Storm got all kinds of get back. <laughs> you sound so bitter. Do I really? <laughs> uh, her fluke win. <laughs> It's great, though. I don't care. It's fun. <laughs> Tony Stark reversed the Storm Zero into a Hurricane Rana for a two-count, followed by a half-and-half half suplex for another two-count. But Tony Storm is back up. She hits, the, she hits the Storm Zero, but Zoe Starks kicks out. Of course, Tony is shocked. Tony grabs a judo throw. She spins it over into a DDT, which drops Zoe Stark squaw on the top of her head. Luckily, she's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Tony Stark, Tony Storm got the win over Zoe Stark. Um, very pleased with the outcome of this match, as was Tony Storm, who was parading around. Uh, very, <laughs> yes, she was. Very, very, very happy with what she just accomplished. Mm-hmm. And then here comes this Frankie is a great Mo- match. <laughs> here comes Frankie Monet to stand at <laughs> the top of the ramp and basically try to steal all Tony shot. I thought she was going to wrestle this week, but apparently it's next yeah, week. Yeah, it's next Because I was waiting. I was like, okay, I thought she was wrestling. But this was a really good match. I enjoyed this a lot. Zoe Stark's kicks sound and look devastating. <laughs> they look, because when she did that missile drop kick, and then mm-hmm. she did that other guy, I was just like, Jesus Christ! That looks like it hurt. Yeah, and she and has then, um, really strong legs on top of it. So yeah, yeah, you see all the muscles going straight at your head, and it's like ah, I would cry. That seems like it hurts. And then I really, really loved um, Tony's like her finisher, finishing move that she did. I don't know what it's called, but it looked dope as hell. Love that. Still don't know why she's a heel, but she's really good at it. Because when she ran Mama into them steps and then did that, like, hip thing, I was like, damn! <laughs> Ouch! And then just, like, sl- slid in the ring and was just like, yep, just count her out. Count her out. She's gonna be out. Count her out. So that was good. Don't know why you're a heel, but this was a very good match. She's very good at it, at least in the ring. <laughs> and on the mic, too. But very good match. Really, really enjoyed this. Uh, yeah, good uh, opening match. Good they call it the curtain jerker, but it's actually the tone setter of the night. So they definitely yeah. set the tone for what the night was going to be. Uh, Legado del Fantasma, they're ready for MSK, but Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher come in to say, not so fast. Thatcher goes into Spanish to say, I believe the cat does not have shoes. Uh, Ciampa yeah. says, that makes perfect sense. And this match <laughs> it will be made for later on tonight. Okay, was like, what does that mean? That make it makes perfect sense. <laughs> we'll see you in the ring. I was like, what is this? Oh, it was funny. I enjoyed it. Our man Cameron Grimes is rolling through <laughs> the most dangerous place on earth, the NXT parking lot in his Rolls Royce. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, he tells Jake Atlas to park his car. He flips from the keys and Jake Atlas is like, uh, yeah, I would, but, uh, 
you know, I forgot what he told him exactly, but he was like, nah. He said, um, Ted DiBiase has a, um, has a spot out front. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted DiBiase <laughs> has a spot out front. And then, of course, Cameron Grimes is like, oh, so you want to fight? <laughs> so, Basically. Yeah, so, he was like, and I took that personally. <laughs> yeah. So they have a matchup that's going to be coming at us a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, they try to hype up Karrion Cross, so we get a prime target on Karrion Cross versus Finn Balor 2. Karrion Cross was feeling the injuries from the match for weeks and can't believe Finn Balor survived as long as he did. At the end, though, Karrion Cross left with the title. Finn says getting back up is how you keep going going though and it's time to go pat mcafee is ready for the rematch paul Heyman says everyone is interested in the match even roman reigns as far as a spoiler he thinks it's a little too close to call this was a good like promo for like the build of this match it was especially good because karen cross spoke very little so thank you for that because had he spoken more he would have killed it but i did enjoy this i enjoyed like all the like you know, people weighing in on the match. Love when Paul was just like, yeah, even though, like, the tribal chief has, like, um, a stake in this match. I was like, yay! You better insert my man into everything. Great. And then um, that last guy who was just like, uh, Ben Ballard didn't come back to NXT to write a tragedy. Like, he came back for, like, a victory. I was like, ooh, he better win his title back because I'm already tired of Karen Girl. I'm already tired. Let it go. Uh, you and Miss Jade had the same observation about last week's <laughs> match uh, with uh-huh. Austin Theory. Uh, thank <laughs> God for Austin Theory being in the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or else snooze Bill. He's just he's just so stale and bland, and I don't get it. Miss Scarlet, Smolding Queen, what do you see? Because I don't see it. I don't get it. He's so boring. Maybe he has a personality outside whatever this shit is, but I can't. Ugh, he still doesn't blink. I can't take it. Blink. He won't. It's time for our man Cameron Grimes. <laughs> Entering action against Jake Atlas. Before the match, Grimes says everyone is glad to see Ted DiBiase, but he has a video on the real Ted DiBiase. So basically, it's just a sizzle reel of like Ted DiBiase losing matches and having the worst <laughs> things happen to him and his reaction. Um, so uh, they start wrestling. The cave in is loaded up, but then we see Ted DiBiase in person. That distracts uh, Cameron Grimes and allows Jake Atlas to grab a roll up for the pin. Yay, Jake! So, like, Cameron Grimes doesn't know who he should be mad at more. Um, Jake Atlas <laughs> for pinning him or DiBiase for distracting him. So he decides <laughs> to try to chase after Ted DiBiase and find out where he went. Oh, so funny. Oh, we missed that um, Indy and Candace promo. <laughs> oh, see, my notes person be shamming. Oh, oh. yeah. Um, okay, so we have a Indy and Indy, uh, Indy and uh, Candice LeRae are at the spa. Uh, they're mm-hmm. basically celebrating their championship win by getting pampered, and um, <laughs> so they're mm-hmm. talking about you know winning the titles and how that is you know helping them stay focused and moving on from Dexter Loomis. And Indy is just like, yeah, you know, I can't believe I was I 
you know, was falling that hard for him. But I'm glad you guys got me back on track. And just so yeah. happens that it's Dexter Loomis <laughs> who is providing the massage for Indy. Uh, but she doesn't know it because she's got those cucumber things in her eyes. And, yeah. um, you know, basically she's just like, oh, that's Loomis. That's old news. That's, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Put him in the review. He's a loser. Yeah. yeah. And Dexter Loomis is all hurt. You can see it in his eyes because he didn't express it verbally. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you finally showed a, a kind of an emotion. <laughs> that was nice because I actually kind of felt bad for him. I was like, oh. Look at him showing an emotion. Oh. So this was sweet. It was funny. <laughs> Bronson Reed said he is ready to make everything he has. Pu- he's ready to make everything he has put into his career worth it by winning the North American title. He has been around the world, but now he is going to be here winning the title and telling his wife that they did it. Yay! Oh, my thickums. We get a sit-down interview with Pete Dunn. He's talking about how he can win any title he wants at any time. He has never had a bad match, and even when he loses, people live, leave the ring different. Pete Dunn talks about being influenced by British style and everything he has put together over the years. He says the fans' influence makes a huge difference, and he can't wait to see what is next. This was a cool interview. I liked it. How he was just like talking his shit. This was good. Thing about Finn Balor is that uh-huh. I mean, not Finn, but um, Pete Dunn is mm-hmm. that um, yeah, you definitely not going to uh, be the same when you walk out of it because you end up with your fingers no. pointing the wrong way. <laughs> oh, Pete! You ever seen uh, Michael Strahan's <laughs> hand? No. Okay, well he got one of his. I don't know if it's thumb. Or I think it's pinky. One of his fingers caught in a helmet. And it, Ooh. yeah, and so what happens is when it does that, it doesn't necessarily break the finger, but what it does is it tears the cartilage out. Oh. So, like, what he can do is he can take his finger, grab it, and basically pull on it, and it bends. <gasps> yeah. Uh, uh, that's what Pete no, done. Thank that's, you. that's what Pete done. I'll have you like if you wrestle him. Ew. You know how, like, people who just like be going like ham on the guitar. And then you look and their fingers are all crazy looking. Mm-hmm. That's what he does to you. That's the, oh, I see it. Ew. Gross. Michael oh. Strahan. Oh, you see it? I just Googled it. I shouldn't have done it. Ew. <laughs> That's weird. I don't like it. Yeah. I shouldn't have Googled that. That was a bad idea. You should. You're listening to this and you're like, I wonder what that looks like. Don't look it up. It's gross. You should, uh, <laughs> if, you, if you think that's bad, you should look at um, Anthony Munoz. I will not. <laughs> I've learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Yeah, it's a it's a football is a is a very um it's a very dangerous, dangerous game and it takes a toll on a lot of your body parts. Mhm. The CTE, the fingers, your knees, your back. I don't like. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, no. Nothing is safe. Alexander Wolfe versus Killian Dane is our next matchup Fabian Eichner knocks Drake Maverick off the apron and there's a German suplex to Killian Dane Marcel Bartel throws in a chair but Alexander Wolfe takes too long to use it allowing Killian Dane to hit a running crossbody for the win 
So after the match, uh, Imperium, they get Alexander Wolf back on his feet. You know, the, mm-hmm. he gets ready to do the little, you know, behind the back post thing, and they kind of push him up front. And right when he goes mm-hmm. put his arms behind his back, they jump him, beat him down, and kick him out of Imperium. You should have knew that was coming. They ki- oh, actually, Walter just yelled at you in, like, Dutch. <laughs> actually, they kicked him out of NXT because he got released. Oh, well, <laughs> Walter said he's a loser. He will not be in my NXT. <laughs> and now he's gone. You should have known he was going to get jumped. They gave you that chair. You hesitated. Last week, you got yelled at by Walter. You should have known. You should have known. Yeah, and the week before, I knew he was going to get jumped. The week before, he didn't um, attack Killian Dane when they wanted him to, when he was on the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's definitely been trending towards uh, Killian Dane uh, removing himself. Uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Alexander Wolf getting removed from uh, Imperium. See, I knew it. As soon as they pulled him up and they were like, it's okay. It's like, I was like, it's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> You're going to get there. As soon as I say he's going to get jumped, two seconds later, boom, through the neck. I knew it. See? Why, Miss Didi Jonet say what you got to do? Keep your eyes, keep your head on the swivel. That's right. Okay? That's right. Or else you get jumped. Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai, they're done with Mercedes Martinez, and they're ready to try to reclaim those women tag team titles. Everrise comes in with their coffee mugs to say (laughs) Chelsea Blackheart and Ember Moon are the number one contenders. They plug their social media show, and uh, they asked if... uh, if uh, <laughs> if if uh, Dakota and Raquel had ever seen it, and they're like, no, we don't watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Martell says, that sounds like she wants to hit him. And then she does, <laughs> as Raquel Gonzalez drops him with one slap. They're so funny and also really shady. First of all, he called Dakota Dax. I was like, bruh, first of all. And then he was like, you're a champion. You, you, you're you not a champion. You're very much not a champion. But you, you're a champion. I was like, this is shady. They're funny. <laughs> oh, oh, Everize. Hilarious. Um, yeah, Raquel Gonzalez sucked the taste out of my man mouth. And, uh, yeah, Mackenzie, she did. Mackenzie Mitchell stirring the pot with Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, know. she is trying to, you know, act like she doesn't have eyes on that women's title that her best friend is mm. holding. Pot stir, Mackenzie. <laughs> Stirring that pot. Legado del Fantasma taking on Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. The hanging DDT gets a two count on Joaquin Wilde with, Mondo- with Mendoza making the save. The grizzled young veterans, they show up. They jump Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, that allows the big boot and the Russian leg sweep to pin Thatcher and Legado del Fantasma are victorious. This was an amazing match. Listen, Mendoza, he showed out. He showed the F out. Every I was like, you better fly. Go ahead, Mendoza. Yeah, this was a great match. They could have won that clean. They didn't have to have the distraction at the end. Some of these matches, it's like they're going and then they, they like add in like a random distraction 
that didn't need to be there. I was like, what? Why did we need this? We didn't need this, Jack, because these these four, they were going off. They were going. They were going. It was great. I really, really enjoyed this match. I love Legado de Fantasma. They're so good. I really love this match. I'm glad they won because I'm tired of them losing things. They could have won on their own, though. I still think that. It was very good. <laughs> the only man who can make sense of this, Bobby Fish. Says that oh, his business is with Pete Dunn and Oni Lorkin. He says uh, they jumped him and caused him to tear his tricep. He says a long recovery, and he says he's back and there's a debt to be paid. He said first up is Pete Dunn because they have unfinished business, and next week they can finish it. Um, so yeah, they show a picture of Pete Dunn's tricep as it's torn off the bone. Uh, and you know they showed it get rehealed to, re- to surgery and yeah. everything. So yeah, that's always a rough uh, a rough injury. It's in a really sensitive area. That tricep. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Because of that, he couldn't be here to give therapy so that Yui <laughs> wouldn't break up. We come back yeah. to the spa. The Way's credit card has been declined. Well, Candace's credit card has been declined. Uh, they think it's Austin Theory because Austin Theory be like that little kid who ordered all them boxes of uh, SpongeBob ice cream pops on Amazon. Did you see that? <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, hello, boy. He going to sell that on the playground where we can go back to school again. He going to make money. That's a businessman right there. Go ahead, young man. You better sell your pops. Do it. Uh, but the spa uh, employee says she called the credit card company and found out that it was something about a florist purchase about three weeks ago. Indy Hartwell puts all the pieces together and realizes that Dexter Loomis still loves her. Hartwell runs off screaming, uh, screams, what's she, oh, he loves me, he loves me, over and over again. (laughs) Candice LeRae is stunned. Uh, Beth Phoenix is over the moon. She's like, forget me, her index is back. Right. She stands that couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I thought Indy was going to be like, Candace, how dare you? She didn't care nothing about that. Mm-hmm. She's, she's like, he still loves me. <laughs> she even tweeted it. She was like, he still loves me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Indy, oh my God, please focus. <laughs> so that was fun. Johnny Gargano is ready to prove that Bronson Reed is not on his level. Gargano stops the unstoppable inside of the steel cage later tonight. So, Aaliyah, she took on Saray. And for Saray, she's, uh, well, taking on some newcomers. Wade, when she arrived here at NXT, but really tonight, taking on an NXT veteran. Yeah, this is it. It's a level of acclimation when you first come to NXT for anybody, even more so when you're coming from halfway around the world, completely different culture, completely different language, and so far she has landed here and been grade A, fantastic from the word go. Well, Saray and Aaliyah going one-on-one, a sign of respect by Saray and Aaliyah having none of it. Aaliyah respects anyone. Well, no, and again, Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea along with Robert Stone, I mean, they still believe that they won the women's NXT Tag Team titles a few weeks ago, as obviously they have not, and now Saray 
really picking up her game and the speed in this matchup. And Wayne, have you been impressed with Saray's ability to adapt? The truth is she hasn't really oh. adapted at all to NXT because she hasn't had the chance to. She's so new to the country, to the culture. I'm impressed with how good she, good she is before adapting to this. She's only going to get better and better from here. All right, now it's Saray who's going to have to adapt to this matchup. Jesse Kamea opening the door for Aaliyah. Off the elbow, Aaliyah into the cover. And a kick. Ooh, what a kick out that was. Oh, and Aaliyah, a handful of hair. Yeah, Aaliyah came prepared for this. Scouted Saray from the start. I'm sure Robert Stone's been filling her head with strategy. Well, Stone's been very boisterous on social media as of late. Yeah, definitely. Robert Stone professes to be bougie, not chuggy, but oh, those pants are dangerously close to being skinny jeans. And Aaliyah, what a neat. Oh, I love that. Immediately firing back at Aaliyah with some great A offense. Well, Wade, you mentioned this would be a different sort of test for Saray since her arrival here on Tuesday nights. Yeah. Oh! I can assure you, Saray is. Nice spinning heel kick into a cover and not enough to put away Aaliyah. Never met anybody like the Robert Stone brand over in Japan. They on off. Beautiful bridging German suplex there from Saray. And Saray showing you some of the offense that has brought her high praise from our general manager, William Regal. And William Regal scouted Saray as a talent for a long, long time. Saray, missile drop kick off the top. Wanting to bring the best here to NXT. And Saray, certainly another high profile addition to the women's division. Saray, what a drop kick under the jaw. Almost knocked the hat off of Robert Stone. And look at the offense, the innovation from Saray into the cover. And the warrior of the sun rises once again. Here is your winner, Saray. Aaliyah has gotten so much better. I keep saying that, but she really, really has. She was kind of getting the better of Saray at the point. At some point, I was just like, oh, go ahead, Aaliyah. And Miss Jessie Kamea, just, just tall and fine. I was like, yes, I see you. <laughs> see you, Jessie Kamea. See you right there. Just tall. I see it. It was. I enjoyed this match. Good for Saray. I like her a lot. I want to see more of her, but Aaliyah's doing so much better, so... I'm like, go ahead. Look at you improving. Good for you. <laughs> at one point, I would have been like, why is Aaliyah here? But now look at her. <laughs> look at her. It is Hit Bro and their debut matchup in the form of AJ Francis and Ashanti the Adontist taking on Arya Davari and Tony Nese. Um, Top Dollar, a.k.a. AJ Francis, Hits a world's mm -hmm. strongest slam and waistline, wasteland at the same time. Adonis is in the corner, stomping out Davari. A super kick drops Nice, and Dalla has to calm Adonis down because, of course, we established last week he's the hothead. Uh, yeah. Then uh, there's something like an AA into a net breaker that gives uh, Top Dollar the pin on Davari and Hit Row are victorious in their debut matchup on NXT. Yeah, this was great. Oh, poor Antonio Nathan Damari. Because when he put both of them on his shoulders and was like, bye-bye, I was like, good Lord. <laughs> That's a lot. Ashanti Diodonis out here wrestling in damn overalls and shit. I was like, yo, wow. This was great. I really enjoyed it. Again, the ending scene of them all, like, on the ropes and stuff, just immaculate. Every single time. It's great. 
after the match. Hit Row brags about the win. Isaiah Swerve Scott grabs the mic and says he's watching the North American title match. He don't give a damn who wins, but he'll be watching and he'll be, you know, putting his name in that proverbial ring for a title shot. Ooh, I see. I want him to eventually win it, but I want Bronson Reed to have, you know, some time with it. But I do want him to get that championship eventually. Uh, Brianna Brandy. Yeah. Uh, black Stacy Keebler. Oh, cause she got legs. Yeah, and she, yeah. And she be wearing those extra short, short, short. So you see, like, so you can see it. Leg. Right. So yeah. you can see that her her legs are like ten miles long. Yeah. <laughs> and also the abs. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. So, good stuff here. Good follow-up from last week's um, introduction. Now they have a match. Now, this is what AEW can learn from. Three weeks uh-huh. in a row. Now, guess what you can do uh-huh. next week? Not have them on the show. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've done Because they've been established. Right. You've established who they are, why they did what they did, why they're running around with Swerve. Now they had a match to prove that they can go. And another good promo afterwards. So if you want to let it breathe, you can for a week now. See? See how easy that is? Guys. The boss, William Regal, (laughs) announces Legado del Fantasma versus MSK for the tag team titles in two weeks. There are going to be some new stars from the Cruiserweight division. Uh, Also, next week is going to be Dakota Kai and... um, Shotzi Blackheart. No, Dakota Kai versus Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon versus Raquel Gonzalez. I guess they're going to have some split matches up there. Oh. Um, Next week on the show, Frankie Monet is going to debut. Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase are going to have a million dollar face off, plus the main event, Balor versus Karrion Cross, too. The whole highlight of next week's show is going to be this million dollar face off. (laughs) <laughs> yes it is oh he got so mad <laughs> it's that Dubiasi tantrum in the parking lot just made me so happy <laughs> I know they want us to tune in for the Cameron for the uh, excuse me Baylor versus Karrion Cross 2 match the championship match mm-hmm. the most important title on their show but I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure that the talk and the highest rated segment of the night will be that million dollar face off yeah, absolutely. Because it's it's gold. It's oh, it's so funny. I love it. That brings <laughs> us to our main event of the evening: Johnny Gargano versus Bronson Reed, North American title steel cage match. The one final beat gives Gargano a two count, so he's trying to go up out of the cage. That's when Bronson Reed is right there to catch him. Uh, he hits a super bu- he hits a super power bomb from uh, off the top of the ropes, but that then he makes a mistake of trying to climb out of the cage, and that allows Austin Theory to cut him off. Gargano gets headbutted off the top, and Austin Theory gets punched down. There's a splash to the back that then sets up the tsunami to give 
Bronson Reed, the win, and he is your new NXT North American champion. Yes! I was so excited. I was so excited. I threw my pillow at my TV. I was so happy. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> I'm so happy for him. So excited. Deserved. This was also a really good match. Yo, Austin Theory. <laughs> climbing. I was like, are you Spider-Man? Every time. Just out there. Out there <laughs> trying to get Johnny out. This was a really good match. Yo, when freaking Johnny climbed up and he was almost at the top of that cage, I was scared for him. I was like, listen, you're little. If you fall off this thing, it's a fucking wrap. I'm scared. <laughs> I enjoyed this match a lot. And I'm so happy he won. Yes! Definitely a way to elevate Bronson Reed uh, until mm-hmm. the main, uh, main, main focus now. Uh, he's been improving over the last several months and the chances that he did get a chance to wrestle. Uh, him and Swerve yeah. have unfinished business, so that allows this to kind of seamlessly uh, turn into yeah. uh, Bronson Reed versus Swerve once again. But this time Swerve has mm-hmm. his entourage, so it'll be a different experience for Bronson Reed to go against him. Um, but yes, yeah. I, I agree with this decision uh, to give it to Bronson Reed, freshen up the title a little bit, uh, have a, have a little baby face perspective on it and, uh, you know, yeah. let Johnny and the way and everybody regroup or we refocus. Cause they got some, uh, Dexter Loomis issues. They're going to have to take care of, I think. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like Indy's not going to care. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after the match is over, we get a big pyro um, celebration, yeah. and that's how NXT ended with uh, Bronson Reed standing in the middle of the ring with this uh, fireworks going off. Yay! He deserved. Solid episode of NXT again. Cannot yes. complain yes. about anything that they've been putting forward for the past uh, probably about four or five months, close to six months mm-hmm. now. Um, I'm just really excited to see how this uh, in your house uh, pay per view gets built up because uh, yeah. we got a couple more weeks to go uh, before mm-hmm. they, before you know that night happens. So I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, where we're gonna go as far as stories and and concrete matchups in the next couple of weeks. Yes. So at this very good style episode. Yes. Tell me your yes. thoughts. Your your. I really enjoyed this episode. So thought it was a very solid show. I like the um we didn't talk about it, but I like the um the Ember and Shotzi promo, even though still, what the hell is Ember's Law? <laughs> what is it? They didn't tell me. But aside from that, like the shot of them rebuilding the tank and like the black background, I think they worked really well in the tag team together. So that was cool. I like um Hit Row coming in and just like dominating. Because it, it establishes them as like a dominating force. So that was cool. My favorite match was um, the Legado del Fantasma against um, Thatcher and Champa, followed closely by Zoe Stark and Tony Storm. Those mm-hmm. two matches were my standouts. Loved it. And of course, love seeing my Thickums win. Lo- I was so excited when I really, I really did throw my pillow. I was so excited when he won. So I'm glad to see him, you know, be a champion and finally get that momentum. And I'm excited for what's going to happen. 
So yay. Oh, and one last thing. Yeah. Prince Puma. Oh Ricochet. yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. We we have to uh, dive into this mm-hmm. because Io Shirai was minding her business on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure she was somewhere getting her workout in, maybe taking a nap, possibly eating a rice bowl. When mm-hmm. around, I saw it at like two o'clock, two thirty ish, three o'clock. When mm-hmm. I don't even know if he was prompted, I don't know where the original conversation started, but uh, Ricochet acknowledges that Io Shirai is great. She's a high flyer, but he says that he can do everything that she can do, maybe better, but she can't do any of the things that he can do halfway as good. Yeah. So like, um, you know how like the WWE socials, they always like give like, Oh, a comparison, blah, blah, blah. Like who's your number one, this person or whatever. And they're like, they ask like who was the best high flyer. And they had EO, they had uh, Ricochet, they had Rey Mysterio, and uh, who else? I forgot who else. And they had, you know, a whole bunch of other people. And someone, he got all salty because I think someone mentioned, like, EO Shirai. Mm-hmm. And he got all, like, salty and was like, oh, yeah, EO Shirai is good, like, no doubt. But it's just like, why? Mm-hmm. This shows. Why did you? You could have just said, "Yep, I agree. Io Shirai is definitely great." You could have left it there, mm-hmm. but no, she can't do half the things I can do, sir. Do you know what she can do? She can win championships on television. <laughs> she can have matches on television. You know what else she can do? She can talk on the mic. She can have a personality. Can you do those? Can you do? Can Can you do those things? You can't. So I need this little jealousy thing that you got going on to tamper it the fuck down. Tamper it down. <laughs> because she was minding her business, being amazing and stellar like she always is, taking a break because she's been carrying the NXT Women's Championship <laughs> for like a year. Have you been a champion on on the roster? Have you? No. You haven't, have you? No, you haven't. So maybe next time you should shut your mouth. Okay. Yeah. Because we, we didn't need it. Yeah. Because now look at you. You set yourself up to get dragged. You had a Brandy Rose moment. He ended up having to take the tweet down. He probably won't be on Twitter for a while because after people get dragged, they usually smart people usually try to let the block cool down a little bit. But yeah, uh-huh. I mean, all you had sometimes it's best to just say those things out loud and not put them on Twitter. Yep. He could have said that to himself, made his point to himself, and been like, okay, I'm good, and kept on moving and going about his day, and nobody would have known any different. Yeah, so, like, the WWE put, like, um, tag your high flyer of choice, and they had um, EO, they had Ricochet, they had Rey Mysterio, and they had AJ Styles. He's like, there's literally no one who can do what I can do and how I do it, but I'll let y'all discuss. And then I think a fan was like, uh, because there's more than one style of high flying, and he was like, "No one is as good as me," and she was just like, "Yeah, touche." But like in that aspect, I agree. But Io Shirai is also phenomenal. She said touche in that aspect. I can agree. But Io Shirai is also a phenomenal high flyer as well. She's the best at what she does with like a shrug emoji. 
And that's when he responded with, I'm not saying she's not amazing. She is, but I can do everything she can do. Probably even better. Like, so you just let yourself get baited (laughs) because really what the person said really wasn't that bad. They're just like, there's one more, there's more than one style of high flying. And he, he Mm. responded after that. Like you could have just left it. You didn't have to respond, but look at you. You let yourself get baited. And now look at you getting dragged all over the internet because you've decided to be dumb. Mm, See, mm, we mm. had given you good, good grace. We were like, look at you. You're finally doing good. We see you with Mustafa Ali. Yes, and then, and then now look. Now look what you did. <laughs> all that goodwill. You ruined it. You ruined it because you couldn't shut your mouth. Because those Twitter fingers, they just, they just had to type fast. I say it all the time. You have so many chances to not say that tweet. You know what you can say that in? In the group chat? There's a group chat function. You can put all that. You can say it on your fake Twitter account or on your little locked private little locked private Twitter account. You can write all the shady shit you want. Can't nobody see it. You know why? Because it's locked and private. <laughs> but just set it to the public where we all can see. And we all are going to get in that ass and tell you, sir, no. Sure, you can do flips. You're great at it. But guess what? You got to have the personality to back it up. You don't. You got to have the mic skills to back it up. You don't. Yeah, this is what really uh, happened to him is, is people just started breaking down, like, his whole presentation. And they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's all you got is that high flying. But she got this and this and this and this and this, too. Mm-hmm. She's part of every highlight reel because she's the best. Every all war game, she put a she put a trash can on her head, dove, and that that was a big highlight. But then she on the ground, she just kept kicking ass. With the championship, she's also a champion. Let's remember that. Are you that? Have you won any of them? Nope. Have you been close? Have you even been close? Is what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, haven't even been in the elimination chamber. You don't even have what Mustafa Ali has. Where he's like, listen, I was in the elimination chair, but I was going to be there, but I got hurt. And so that's what happened. You didn't even get that. that that's not even what happened to you. You weren't even considered, I don't think. Were you? No. So, like, don't, don't do this. And don't embarrass yourself like this again. Because then we will have to tell you every which way you do not measure up. And I know that's not great for your ego, clearly, because you have a big one. And you want me to just boop, pop it. And I will, I will gladly. I will gladly do it. See? Didn't want to have to. Yeah. But now, look at you. It's a terrible look for him. Um, You know, it's all about the presentation. All he could have said was, Mm -hmm. yep, Io Shirai is fantastic. She's an awesome high flyer and just left the tweet at that. Yep. But the hater energy inside of him couldn't let it go. The hater in him, the hater troll in him was like, no. Also add that you're better. And look what it got you. That's what being a hater gets you. It gets you dragged. Well, I Oops. think that he's learned his lesson. If he hasn't, if he, if he and Casey Cantanzaro are still dating, I'm pretty sure she has you know, told him the error of his ways. And next time when he feels so emboldened to put that butt in a tweet, he'll just stop at mm-hmm. the praise and just let that ride. Let it go. Or just don't 
interact, just re- retweet, like, oh, look, my match. That's it. Um, yeah, so we'll see what the lesson is that he learned from this going forward as far as his Twitter game goes. Um, he's got a long way as far as his in-ring and, and his promos and things like that, his charisma to match Io Shirai and all those other things that matter when it comes to being a professional wrestler and acquiring mm-hmm. a championship. But, yeah, tough to it was the best of times it was the worst of times <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Uh, alright Miss Timmy at this point I'm going to turn it over Woo! to you for your shout outs and thank yous well shout out to you Don as always shout out to the CSPN family shout out to the WrestleCast family shout out to the listeners shout out to the patrons for paying a little extra to hear us talk some more Shout out to you guys in the hashtag. Your commentary always makes me happy. Shout out to Kaden Carter because it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, too. Oh, yes. The Green Eyed Bandit. <laughs> happy birthday, Kaden <Katie> <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to Miss Simi for joining me once again here on the NXT cast. Definitely appreciate her time and efforts when it comes to these programs here on the CSPN. Uh, thank you to everybody, like I said, who joined us for Backlash Matters over the weekend. Definitely had a great time with the commentary, with color. Uh, thank you for joining us for NXT Cast this past week. Uh, definitely a lot of fun, uh, and that, that hashtag as well. Uh, continue to support the podcast by going over to CSPN.us. Click on the tab that says "Keep Our Podcast Free." Do some shopping with our sponsors to help keep the show free each and every week. Also, support the CSPN directly. By becoming a patron over on the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. There you can hear me and Miss Simi talk about AEW Dynamite each and every week. We also have candid post and pre show conversations uh, from our other hosts and co hosts here on the CSPN. So there's always some very good content over on the yes. Patreon page. So please become a patron and subscribe. Uh, that, again, that's patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Uh, just thank you to Miss Jates the Max and Miss Didi Jonay and Kimmy D and Anisi and Jupiter Julep and West Sleep Doe and Anwar Starwin and Terry's Boy and Sam and Greg. Mo to the underscore Reese as well. Sean Shallon Shogun. Definitely appreciate everybody who helps me produce these podcasts each and every week. I could not do it without you guys' help. So I'm definitely very grateful for the time that you guys give me each and every week uh, to do these episodes for our fans. So for my co-host, Miss Simi, I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and this has been the NXT cast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Woo! See you on the hashtag. long road to recovery and we're certainly glad to see you back but i have to mention last week coming to the aid of your former partner kyle o'reilly where i gotta cut you off there mackenzie see last week had very little to do with kyle o'reilly and everything to do with pete dunn and oni lorkin those two gentlemen they put me out at war games 
tricep surgery. It's a, it's a long recovery. Long enough that put me on the sidelines to watch along with the rest of the world as UE imploded. But I'm back now. And that means that there's a debt to be paid. And I can't think of a better place to start than with you, Pete Dunn. See, you've walked around here claiming that you're the matchup here in NXT that nobody wants, and I find that funny because that's the only matchup that I'm interested in. You see, War Games, you started this, and now you and I have unfinished business, so I'm calling you out, Pete. Turn up next week because that business between you and I, I am going to finish it.